Let's get ready for some wheel nerds. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 21. I'm Chuck. And I'm Todd. We're going to be talking about motorcycles. And personal hygiene, or lack thereof. Significant lack thereof. It's pretty bad in here right now. Yep. Be glad this isn't smelly vision. It's all on that side of the room. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, we're here again for another week. Another week. This will actually be the last episode of Wheel Nerds Season (laughs) 1. The last episode everyone's like, yeah! Yeah. Season. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm uh, I'm getting married this weekend, so we're going to be sort of busy. Yep, yep. Chuck has to stand around in a monkey suit and help. (laughs) Look, you know, not like me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to look as little like Chuck as possible. In fact, wear this mask. (laughs) It's a Todd mask. (laughs) All the been wearing him. He's weird that way. So, yeah, this is going to be the end of season one. We're going to take a week off. Yeah, I think we'll probably take a week off. We're going to uh, build up a little backlog of ideas, of fun stuff we can do. So if you've got them as usual, write in. Most people aren't shy about that. Yep. And we'll come back and uh, make another season and start talking about what we're going to do over the winter. Yeah, we're going to be a little bit like the cable channels, like A&E, where they have four or five seasons in a year. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it sound more impressive that way. Mm, season five. How long have you been going? Five, Five episodes. Weeks. <laughs> so it's like going to be like that. We'll still be, you know, looking at our Facebook page and, and, the, mm-hmm. and the page. We um, may even we may even have some goodies of clip show stuff because we've got a lot of outtakes, some of which are actually funny. Yeah. Not just us. <laughs> and some of which suggest all sorts of bad things about us, which is why they're out. <laughs> oh, no. Look for the Chuck is Creepy series and the Todd is Disgusting series. <laughs> I'm not that creepy. Compared to what? Well, that guy with the van. Well, okay, that's true. He's a little creepier. <laughs> the now, one, the if guy got with you a conversion van with a sliding door. You know, the guy with the van who rides around his neighborhood looking for Wi-Fi. <laughs> Wait, didn't he call in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and children. <laughs> okay, let's talk about our Craigslist ad of the week. Oh yes. You know, Chuck, I've been thinking about buying a bike. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got I've got a list of bikes that I'm thinking about. Uh, let me let me let me lay it out down, out for you. All right. I would be interested in any of the bikes on this list. I bet you would. Please contact me if you have <laughs> nice low mileage one for sale. I want you to keep that part in mind for nice me. Nice low mileage one. Okay. All right. My price range is three thousand or less. Thanks very much. Now brace yourself. Wait, wait. Before you go farther, okay, yep. when this ad first went live, he was offering twenty five hundred or less. That's right. He's gotten more realistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, he is more realistic now. Okay, that's okay. <clears throat> Here we go. Vmax twelve hundred, Intruder fourteen hundred, Gixxer eleven hundred. FZR Phaser 750 or 1000, Suzuki Bandit 1200 to 1250, a DRZ400, KLX400, a bunch of supermoto type stuff. A KLR 650. V-Strom 650 or 1000, <laughs> CBR 1000F, Viffer 750, GPZ 750, 900 or 1100, ZRX 1100 or 1200 or the ZX11. <laughs> and he's even... Attached some handy pictures. He's attached some handy pictures. These are the bikes that I would like for under three grand with nice Uh, low mileage. Well, to be fair, it looks like he's looking at older bikes. Well, he could get an old Gixxer, maybe. Yeah, I think he could get an old VFR 750. Yeah. Three grand is not unreasonable. He might be able to pull it off. Some of these are, are a little... 
question. The, the V-Stroms? I mean, uh, he no. could get a, a, a 98 VFR for three. Yeah. So that that's – yeah, the the Gixxer. <laughs> the KLR he could do. The, the Z-Rexes, if you can find a nice low mileage Z-Rex, no one's going to part with one of those. Yeah. The people who have those are keeping them. They rub them with a diaper you know, and hug them. Yeah, that that's the thing. Low mileage, you know. Yeah, he's – no. The VF, my VFR has got, what, 38, 39 on it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, – yeah. yeah. He's coming up into where it could almost – at twenty five hundred, it was pretty kind of laughable. Twenty five hundred, it was like fall out of your chair. He, he's he's looking for that perfect storm of the guy who's being forced to sell because mm-hmm. of his wife. Yep. Yeah, this is this is this is him trolling for a wife sale, I think. Mm-hmm. Or the angry ex girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, or that. <laughs> yeah, could be either. The, I mean, the pictures. Yeah, he's looking at older bikes. Yeah, it, yeah. Again, nice low mileage. Yeah, I guess it depends on how flexible he is on a nice low mileage. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking he's just. Uh, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. He just doesn't want a goon bike. Uh-huh. You know, something that's been sitting out in the desert for 10 years. Has Good a great me- shiny metal, but no rubber whatsoever. I've heard that's going to happen. <laughs> Hi, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking that's, I, I, you know, that's probably what he's angling for. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. I, uh, I, I... It's a nice list. It, it it you know if he if he want he, he's looking for clearly something fairly fast that you know he can ride every day. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, he's got KLRs and DRZs listed. He's he's yeah. across the whole spectrum here. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, he's got an Intruder fourteen hundred. He's just yeah. Uh, he's got sport bikes, cruisers, the dual sport. I mean, it's he just wants to he's ride. Casting a wide net. Yeah, yeah. He just wants to ride. I I'm actually feeling. A lot more charitable t- toward this guy than when our frequent contributor, Rich English Dude, sent it to us. Mm. Hi, Charlie. Some of that might be that he's up to 3000 and begins to feel sort of reasonable. Right, now, yeah, the 2500 the, the chances of finding a nice one of these for 3000 not very high. A beat-up one? Yeah, okay. Yeah, one with – I wouldn't say it had low mileage. You know, a KLR but, owned by like me. Yeah, you know. <laughs> it'd be in good shape. It'd be, it'd be in good mechanical shape. Yeah. yeah look like I've been through a war. I'm going to be charitable and think that's what he's looking for. Okay. He's, he's – all his sentences are in complete English. That's true. That's a big plus in his favor. More or less. I mean, uh, the thanks very much there. He forgot to capitalize his T. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, this this is a readable ad. Yeah, perfectly yep. legible. It's not. Uh, it, he doesn't come off as like dude bro to me in this. No, no. The way he's going about it is a little strange. I'm not sure the the I want to buy. I have this much money thing is, and maybe he's probably looking too. So I guess maybe he's maybe he's going for multiple directions uh, yeah I, I, I mean his list is so eclectic it's yeah well it's not it's not that eclectic if you're looking at it though he doesn't have any real like this apart from the uh, the old gsx he's not really got any serious monkey humping football bikes on here yeah you know the gpz's are fairly humane the z-rexes and the zx are yeah. fairly humane so uh, there's there's a definite trend here if he's looking for something pretty hefty that he can go fast on and you know like just ride around on all the time. I just don't see him find a VMAX. I am not thinking that's going to happen. I think that might be, uh, I mean. <laughs> that's pretty wishful uh, thinking. Nice low mileage. Now, granted, he may be just saying that too, you know, don't, like you say, don't send me a. <laughs> There's a guy in Albuquerque. It's in like, a barn and it's blue. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect for you and don't try to lowball me. You will love it. <laughs> it's not a trap. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. okay. So here's this dude who wants a bike. We'll throw up the link, and uh, you know, if you've got an older bike that runs okay, you might want to give him a call because you know, make it some money. Yeah, why not? And well, tell him to listen to our show because we helped him sell it See. or buy it. <laughs>
<laughs> we didn't make fun of him as much as we expected. No, I'm feeling charitable today. It's odd. Gosh. Yeah, I feel spooky. Nice. Maybe the ice cream. I feel like this uh, weird goodwill toward mankind. Huh. I think everything's going to be okay, Todd. Wow. We're going to be all right. Okay. The climate's going to be cool. Uh-huh. You know, the economy's uh-huh. going to be great. We're going to bounce right back. I'll have a job pretty soon. Yeah, you'll have a job pretty we'll soon. Sell, we'll sell wheel nerds to a, to a radio station. Who will a TV station. Ooh, yeah. We'll get a TV, TV show, yeah. Yeah, we need wheel nerds TV. Yeah, yeah. God, I was watching freaking Discovery Channel while I was staying at a hotel this weekend. Yeah. How could we not get a show on that network? I mean, look at this freaking crap. You were Look right. At, it's it's even worse than I thought. There's a TV show about a tow truck company. Three fat guys who sell used cars. Yeah. Oh, boy. Welcome to every used car lot in <laughs> Long Island. Fuck's sake. Yeah, I know. I, we should totally we t- could totally be on TV and pull that off. Yep. But, yeah, everything will be okay. You know what's going to happen? What's that? American Choppers is going to build a wheel nerd's bike. Please, no. <laughs> <laughs> If they do, it's going to be a trap just to get us close enough. And it'll spring out and fire darts and fucking spears and axes at us and impale us. We'll wake up in a dark room. You made fun of us. We are mad. <laughs> I, I, their Geico just had them build a bike or something because there's magazine ads all over the place with the Geico chopper. Well, that's sure to, that's sure to sell some Geico. Yeah. <laughs> that tells me they really are good at insurance because they have a chopper. <laughs> So uh, that, that tells me they really know how to handle money. And, and <laughs> yeah, they bought the good. really nice bike. <laughs> Sorry, we couldn't we couldn't pay your uh, claim. We had to uh, buy this chopper. <laughs> it's cool though. You know how it is, bro. Don't, choppers in the shop, and oh man, don't touch it. <laughs> no touching. <laughs> Let's see, we're going to be talking this week to John. John went to Alaska on a bike. Yes, indeedy. He's going to tell us about it. Hey, John, it's Chuck from Wheel Nerds. Todd's here, too. Yeah, t- Todd's here, too. Don't worry about him. <laughs> That's good. So lonely. As long as someone's here. Screw I was already up this morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry we, yeah, we, about that. Yeah. yeah. Zero, you said 9.30, I thought. Zero, 9.30. One of us was in the military and the other two weren't. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I throw like a girl. <laughs> Only with your left arm. I've seen it, actually. Wait, you know, first question I've got off the top of my head. Are you a cop? I am a police officer, yes. See, I told you. Yep. We you can't can tell by the, yes, I have to work this strange shift of strange times and days. We get a lot of cop calls, letters. Well, you know, you know what I hear? Us. There's a reason for that shift, and it's that crime never sleeps. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I've been wanting to say that for years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thanks, John. <laughs> nice talking with you. We're out. See you later. Gotta go on a high note. Are you are you crossing that off your bucket list? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. (laughs) My day is complete. (laughs) And that's it for Wheel Nerds. Thanks for listening, everybody. (laughs) No, okay, okay. Serious stuff now. All right, Mm, serious. Alaska. Yeah, talk to us about the riding to Alaska and back. So Todd and I sort of split this up. Where I read your ride report, and Todd was. Actually, I watched the vids. Yeah, and where you look, you look really great. You look, <laughs> you look <laughs> chipper and thrilled and happy. Yeah, uh, the whole time. You mean on all the videos? Oh and, yes. Uh, oh yeah. You're, I was usually exhausted skipping. by the end of the day. There were days I didn't even know where I was. I <laughs> yeah, just you were pulled into a campsite. I'm like, I'm somewhere 
and I stop for the night, and I'm exhausted, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. I just couldn't even uh, function on uh, some of the days. I mean, I was doing like 800-mile days, you know, just kept going, stop and get gas, and then go, Holy and stop and get gas, and go, and just... Crap, man. I think we've identified your problem. <laughs> <laughs> I, we know I, another John with this problem. <laughs> yeah, stopping and getting gas. That's right. So, I mean, 800 miles days. I mean, that, yeah. God, man. No wonder you're thrashed. Is that because of your schedule? You only had so much time to do this in? And Well, I took off six weeks, but I just kind of got into like a rhythm of – of it's like I have to get there hmm. and I started off on the road I said well I figure I'll spend four bucks a gallon oh you know I got into Canada and it was like eight bucks a gallon up there mm-hmm. so I like, <laughs> you know I was like I gotta get there because if I keep stopping and doing all this other stuff on the side you know I'm not gonna have enough you'll run out of budget money. yeah <laughs> oh, you know so I'm like I can't eat food I just have to buy gas and go <laughs> Look for look for look for fresh road kills. Right, right. You know he's so. pulling over. Is the air free? Can I breathe right. it? <laughs> well, there was the campsites. I mean, if uh, you know there wasn't anybody in the camp or um, camp uh, host, I didn't even pay. There were some campsites that were charging thirty five bucks a night, and then all that is is just a spot on the ground. And I'm like thirty five bucks for like a piece of dirt. <laughs> They I don't understand that. You know what I mean? It isn't. I'm like I'm um, a fifteen dollar guy. I'll pay fifteen bucks for it. Uh, thirty five bucks a night. I mean, for like a piece of dirt on the ground. Well, we were we were using those thirty five dollar ones as the alternative to a hotel because they actually have nicer showers than most hotels do. And they they did have facilities some, yeah. and shit. Were they guaranteed uh, your night would be bear rape free? Is that why they were thirty five dollars a night? <laughs> they can't guarantee that anywhere in Canada. <laughs> Because I, I, like, I, I could had see my shotgun with me too. Uh, you know, I took a gun along with me just in case because I thought I was going to be out in the woods more or doing more uh, stealth camping. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just going to be pulling off on the side of the road, but I ended up only breaking it out maybe twice because um, you were stealth <laughs> camping and the owner showed up. Yes, <laughs> with a bear. <laughs> You pointed a gun at Grizzly Adams. Is that what you're saying? Actually, it was the gun thing in his ride report that made me first think he was a cop. Really? Yeah, because he was packing a shotgun, right? Like a yeah, yeah. Uh, you can bring a shotgun up there. I mean, it isn't yeah. like a problem. Anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. It's just bringing up um, a pistol. Right. That's like a big deal up there. But you know, you can bring either a shotgun or. Um, a rifle you just have to do the form pay the 25 bucks at the border and then Mm -hmm. oh you're good to go you know well it sounded like from your ride report that the the people at the border were a bit confused by your gun well and i don't mean the one in your pants Uh, girls uh, really aren't into guns sometimes but i do think it's the part of the border that you go across i crossed in upstate new york and i just don't think that i don't even know where it was like i said i was just on the road right i don't even know where i was You sure it was the American-Canadian border? They broke my stones over stupid stuff, you know, and the girls trying – I don't even know. But they were screwing it all up. They were using uh, the key. They took the key out of the bike, and they were using it to pry open the uh, straps on my bike. I'm like, what are you doing? You're going to break my key. You know what I mean? So they eventually – you know, I got it out, and they – I think a lot of bikers up there or – or the people on bikes up in Canada are part of gangs. So they think I'm a biker carrying like a um, gun there to go kill other bikers. I mean, because uh, the girl asked me at the border, she says, so you're a biker and you go into a bike rally and you're bringing the shotgun to protect yourself there from other bikers? No. <laughs> yeah. On the form, it says 
for the wildlife protection, but the girl didn't understand it. Well, oh, bikers are kind of wild. They, they count. I've seen biker movies. You know, Sons of Anarchy. You could, yeah, sure, those guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's very factual, right? Very fact based. Absolutely, so, it's all true. What were you riding on when you did the trip? I took an FJR thirteen hundred. It's an 08. Well, there's a hard ass biker bike if ever there was one. I think. <laughs> right. I think guy gonna make trouble in town. I think coming in on uh, FJR a giant with yuppie a shield sport up. tour. Right. <laughs> I'm sure he had a pirate skull painted on it somewhere. Okay. Yeah. yeah that would shotgun across my back. And right. you took this bike off road up there, right? Yeah. It wasn't. It isn't really built for off road, but it had tires and they were round and. I figured, what the heck? I'm just going to do it. I mean, because like a lot of people, you know, they bring extra tires and they buy this special bike to do it. And <laughs> I don't know. There are guys. There's this guy over in India that's driving some like 200 cc bike, and that bike probably cost them like a couple thousand bucks. And all these other people are spending, you know, 20 grand for like a GS with these <laughs> special tires and everything. I'm just take your bike. You know what I mean? Use. Oh, you know, the bike that you have, and just go do it. You know. I mean, it kind of took me some time to get up there. It took me like. 15 hours to get from Fairbanks up to uh, Prudhoe Bay, but Mm -hmm. um, I did it, and it was pouring out, too. I mean, rain and, like, hail sometimes, and all the roads were full of mud, so I just kind of took my time, you know, and I got up there. So do you kind of... Not so much regret at all having a, a a dual more dual sporty bike, or you were just like you're perfectly happy with what you got. No, I'm perfectly happy. I mean, almost all of it that was on the highway, maybe like the last 500 miles was. And on the way back down from Prudhoe Bay, I mean, I was doing I was doing like 80 miles an hour on uh, some of the stretches of like the hard pack. I mean, if it's raining hard up there, I could say, oh, you know, you might kind of want a KLR or you kind of on um, a GS or something. But but if it's a dry day out, I mean, you can take any bike up there. You know, it isn't like a big deal. But I think people kind of turn into like more of a big deal because all like the ride reports that you see guys are carrying spare tires on the back of their bikes and then they're stopping to put on the knobbies and stuff. And I'm just – Well, here's the thing that cracks me up. You ever ever try to change a tubeless tire with just like tire irons? No. Don't want to. Like you can't friggin' do it. There is no friggin' way. I'm sorry. You need a tire iron like as long as your body and a great big honking machine. That's what always cracks me up about those tires they bring. Like, like what are you gonna do with them? You ain't gonna. <laughs> you are not changing that shit on the side of the road. It ain't gonna happen. No, it's not. No, no, no. But I, I had uh, Pilot Road two tires and just one set of tires. I drove about. 11,000 miles on the tires up and back, and they were fine. I didn't get a puncture, I didn't get any problems with them at all. Oh, God, they I were... hate you. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> Chuck, Chuck gets punctures going to the store. Yeah. Really? I, uh, I, mean, I, I had, had the, the worst luck. Stuff. I had the spare tire kit. I had extra plugs. I had the stop-and-go tire kit. I mean, I was all set for, like, a puncture. I had tools. I mean, I must have had 20 pounds of tools and stuff, too, you know, but, but I only had to break them out maybe one time when I blew a... F- I actually blew a fuse when I tried to plug the computer into the cigarette lighter and i popped the fuse on the bike that was uh, the only time i had to break out any tools really dramatic (laughs) i'm like i can't charge the mac what am i gonna do (laughs) first world problems go (laughs) (laughs) my touring motorcycle won't charge my macintosh what do i do this is terrible i'm going home you know the crisis there is: Do you call Apple or do you do you call the motorcycle shop? Oh, God, <laughs> do you, I don't who do know. you call? <laughs> I mean, imagine if he was on a GS or something. Who who would you call? You call BMW? You, you push call the menu Apple? button, and then when the the thing shows up to bring you your food, you. <laughs> 
<laughs> they have an Apple Genius in the black helicopters. What's going on? There, there you go. Macintosh roadside service. <laughs> what do you kind of have as your best memory from the trip? I met these two great people. With drugs. <laughs> with drugs. With bears. And you shot them. With bears. No, uh, they flew their bike from the UK up to Fairbanks and they were going to go to Argentina and I spent maybe two days with them. They took a year off and they're just going to travel and uh, <laughs> they were like the best people there to be with on bikes, you know, kind of easy going. They, uh, you know, they didn't really have a plan other than to go south. And I kind of got a little jealous of them because, uh, you know, they took off a year and they're just going to go south on their bike, kind of awesome. have a good time, you know. What were they on? They were on a GS. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell kind of question is that, Chuck? Come on. With, with the, st- the spare tire strapped on. Some no tire spare tire, on. damn it. That's right. No spare tire. You just yeah, pressed a menu was, button. <laughs> cover. But it was an old GS. It was a 2001, so I didn't feel bad. So this trip was like sort of something off your bucket list, and now that you've done it, what what do you want to do it again? You want What do you do next? Well, I want to go to Mexico. I want to go to Baja. Mm-hmm. I just traded a dirt bike for a uh, KLR 650, a uh, 97. So I think I'm going to go to Mexico next. I want to go to the end of the tip of Baja. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked to that guy, uh, Path Throttle? Yeah. Stuff, and he kind of inspired me too. I mean like he just – took his bike all the way down there and he went to panama so right you're gonna crash at his house because he said we were all welcome right <laughs> everyone can go that's what he said <laughs> i was thinking i was just thinking i was like you know if you got a bunch of money we know there, there's also that columbia thing yeah you know, the, the, yeah mm-hmm. i saw that what does he want four grand uh I yeah think i think it so. was four grand yeah if you yeah, go to four grand kickstarter to yeah you get to be part of the documentary they provide the bike you don't even have to come up with that stuff though yeah to acting school probably before you go well, you know, I'm, I'm turning 40 next year. That that would be a great present for me, Todd. <laughs> I got, I got, I got a dollar fifty in my checking account. Is that, yeah, how's that for a start? Do. Uh, but the entire trip probably cost me twenty one like hundred bucks. I had it all in cash too. I brought all cash with me. And, That's why I had the shotgun. <laughs> I had to fight off those uh, Canadians because of the whole. Uh, uh, you know, exchange rate. Well, they they started trying to rob him, and they found out it was U.S. dollars, and they're like, like oh, whatever. <laughs> Never mind. Holy shit. <laughs> Nothing. What is that, like a buck fifty? God. A couple loonies. A couple toonies. Oh. So where are you located? So you where, where are you I'm coming from? A Connecticut, down okay. by the shore, down by all the casinos. So mm-hmm. Connecticut Yankee goes to Alaska. That's right. Well, that's a better title. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for killing it. I, I picked out a good title, John's Alaska, but that is not good. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I, to be fair, John, Sarah Palin kind of already claimed that title with her TV show. John's Alaska kind of sounds like a bar. Yeah, it would be a good bar. With strippers or no? Eh, it could go either way. Yeah, okay. it sounds more like a divey sort of bar to me. So you guys been up there or you haven't been up there? I've been up hell. <laughs> now, the furthest north I've been is to Jasper and that was that got that that put the bug in me. I all I wanted was more northern Canada. So, it'll happen. Yeah, so. I'd like to do it. For me, it, it comes uh, how how'd you sell your family on it? Cuz I I'm, I'm going to need some tips on that. <laughs> I just say I'm going. Anybody have any questions? Were you holding the went. shotgun when you said no, that? No, I didn't. I mean, I have an understanding wife. I did the tat 2 years ago, too. 
uh-huh. and I just tell her I'm going to go do it, and uh, you know she's understanding. And then wow. uh, you know I go away for six weeks, and then I come home. I mean, wow. I, you know, I, um, I don't have any kids, so people there with uh-huh. kids. I mean, oh I yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, I can't leave my kids. I got to go to baseball practice, and you know, Boy Scouts and brownies, and yep. So, but if you can't. Oh, you got to make a decision. I mean, you're going to be with your kids. You're going to go off on your own, or I don't know. You can do both. You know what I mean? But it's it's a hard hard thing to balance. I because what mm-hmm. just those weekend trips I plan out. I, I go yeah. through the the well, you're, well. You don't want to spend time with us. You don't want to be with your family. You don't want to be with your wife and your daughter. You want to go off with this dirt bag who's with the scruffy goatee. And he yes. smells. And- yes, I'm with you five days a week. <laughs> <laughs> Give me two for myself. That's all we ask. I'm going to have to try that out and see how it goes. Like, Never <laughs> have him on the show again. Well, you know what they could do is you send him up on the ferry. And we'll go by yeah. land. Yeah, absolutely. And then we can meet him up there. Yeah, yeah. they could actually fly at the Fairbanks and stay there. And then uh, you go up uh, the road and back and I'm a day or two. And I don't know. There's all kind of ways to do it, but you should do it. I mean, anybody should do it. If you keep putting it off every day or every uh, year, oh, you're not going to do it. You just yep. keep putting it off. Mm-hmm. So you have to make a decision. You just got to pick a date. Just say, I'm going on this date, and then just go. It could be like a year. Uh, it could be two years, but you got to go. I feel like I'm talking years. to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're talking to – actually, you know what? It's funny. I feel like we're talking to almost all of our guests who do these big trips. The universal thing is you just got to do it. Yeah. You <laughs> just got to decide to go. I am going to go. And it's, so shall it be. It's like uh, the, the other couple guys we've talked to. It's it's always been it's been a case of the bike doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get yeah. don't get hung up on your bike choice. Just you don't need that much brush metal. Ride what you ride what you got. And the Farkles and everybody spends a gazillion dollars in the Farkles. One thing that I probably spent I must have spent two weeks on uh, you know my GPS program picking out every point I was going to go. All the way up there, and then I got maybe two days into it. And well, the GPS is out the door. I'm just going to use like a map because that's a lot easier to use. You know, I just kind of picked the point, and then I would go there instead of trying to follow the GPS. I mean, mm-hmm. it's and then after you get up into far enough, I mean, there's only one road that goes up to Prudhoe Bay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't really need a GPS when you get on that road because if you get off the road, you die. You know what I mean? Fall <laughs> off the edge. Of, go on road. Don't. Pass. Yeah. And then uh, you get to the end, and there's uh, the big ocean, and then you stop, and then turn around and go back. You know, you get to the ocean, and it's prepare to make a legal U-turn. K-turn, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's – yeah, so you don't really need on a GPS. I mean, it is kind of nice, but I found like picking out the gas stations, or I would try to find a gas station on the GPS. I'd go, okay, let me find a gas station, and it'd be like 20 miles away. Okay, so I'd start that way, and they'd be on a gas station like a mile down the road. You know, they aren't always uh, correct either. I mean, I've heard stories of people going down strange trails and paths on their GPS, and, uh, you know, they get into the middle of nowhere, and then they're completely all lost. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. just take a good map with you. Uh, you know, you don't have to spend all these, you know, people buy all this stuff and, you know, just yeah. buy a tent and go, you know. Uh, are you a motorcycle cop? I wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get bikes here years ago, but but our chief is um, not for it. And I think if I had to ride a bike at work every day, I wouldn't do all this other like adventure riding because it would be my job. Oh, you know what I mean? And I don't want to. Be on a bike on my job every day, so I do it here after work. Hello, is there a phone ringing? Yeah, that, oh, you yeah. hear that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
We're, hold on a second. Uh, Someone's yeah. uh, the Someone... chief calling, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you did no damn. What's part? that, Commissioner? <laughs> we have to go to the Bat Cave now. I'm sorry. Gosh. <laughs> we have to go be legal abiding vigilantes. But what? <laughs> we do have a couple ATVs though, which is good off of work where we patrol in the woods for people. You know, on their dirt bikes, breaking people the law. Do, oh, okay. I'm like, okay. people doing what? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You'd be surprised what people do in the woods that we catch them at. Enough I so. might I might not. I've done enough hiking. <laughs> Every once in a while, you're like, what the hell am I? Lo- oh, my. <laughs> it's just getting back to nature, man. That's all it is. There's yeah, wrong I've seen that. some people getting a little too back to nature. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm curious about the uh, the long days you were doing, the 800 mile days. Did uh-huh. you start to find after a while you started to reduce the distance you were going each day uh, as you got uh-huh. up into Alaska where there's more to see? Or No, I actually planned it by the gas stop. I didn't plan it by the distance. Like uh-huh. I said, okay, today I'm going to do two gas stops, and two gas gotcha. stops would be 400 miles, or okay. three gas stops would be 600 miles, and then stop. Okay. But um, there's like a lot of long stretches up there, and mm-hmm. I don't know, I mean – there was stuff to see, but I kind of got into the focus of, of it's like I got to get there. So oh I think God. I kind of passed like a lot of stuff that I probably should have stopped to see. Uh, you know, like I didn't go to the Kenai Peninsula and people there were saying, oh, you got to go there. It's the best site. I'm like, I'm not going there. I'm going up to Prudhoe Bay. You know, I can't be distracted and I was gone. Um, M- but, money was your driver there for, yeah, for your schedule. But I, yeah. but I came back with, with like 400 bucks in my pocket. I mean, I got to like one point i'm like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to make it up there but then i kind of took stock of everything that i did have and and i said okay i could do it but uh, you know i can't get too fancy peanut butter jelly ramen the rest of the way oh you know i brought a lot of mres with me too i mean i had mre uh you know uh food and uh the wife sent me um box of food too up to the post office so i think pre-staging your food to kind of cuts down on costs you know you could spend 10 bucks you know 10 bucks every time that you eat and that could mm, be quick, 30 bucks mm-hmm. a day you know what i mean and i was probably spending 80 bucks a day and just in the gas up there Holy so it crap. starts to like add up yeah i mean up there i mean i was there was one stop it was like 190 of per what is it on a liter up there which was like seven 80 per gallon you know i'm just like oh my gosh i couldn't believe it when i'm like even on the pumps it said don't spend over um a thousand dollars like don't spend over a thousand dollars per time you fill people spend that much yeah and i talked to this one guy who towed his trailer up there from florida it was like a big trailer camper he was going to spend five grand just in gas to tow his trailer from Florida up to, like, Alaska. You could buy, like, a crappy trailer for that much. Yes, you could. You could stay in, like, a nice place up there. I'm like, wow. Man. He goes, yeah. I mean, he had some big freaking motorhome thing. I'm like, wow, five grand. What I could do with five grand on a trip, you know? But I really like this bed. <laughs> <laughs> a $200,000 oh porta potty. That's all it was, you know? <laughs> oh, my around, God. Man. <laughs> Actually, you know, he mentioned something that was really cool. Um, he mailed like a whole box of food and supplies up to, yep. for them to hold in Alaska for him. I, I thought that it. was really cool. Yeah. Um, my sister's uh, husband did uh, the Appalachian Trail. And, uh, you know, oh, I guess yeah. that's that's like a big uh, thing that's to do. Standard can, tech, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's like a standard thing. And they will keep it at the post office for up mm-hmm. to uh, – 30 days at a time. So what do you do? Just mark the boxes, 
cold. Yeah, it's or- like old for John Bunce, and then, uh, you know, they'll keep it. So she actually – I left on a Friday, and I told her to put it in the mail on Monday. And, of course, she didn't put it in until Thursday, and it took four days, which is actually kind of surprising, all the way from, like, here all the way up to um, Alaska, and it got there in – four days so i had <laughs> that's good other 15 days of food in that box that i just kind of mm-hmm. stuffed in the pannier and it was fine you know but i still ate out um, a little bit i mean you got to get a cheeseburger every now and then you know yeah yeah we agree <laughs> <laughs> we're, yeah. we're strong proponents of the cheeseburger on the road <laughs> on the road ten dollar cheeseburgers are the best because they're ten dollars <laughs> cheeseburgers <laughs> <laughs> local food that's what we, we're all about eating when we I mean that's a big yeah. reason we even go on trips eat the local eat, food drink yeah. the local beer yeah. mm-hmm. tip the local strippers <laughs> apparently not a lot because American dollars aren't worth much there oh, but, yeah. you know you get like half American lap- dollar you get punched <laughs> <laughs> they throw it back at you <laughs> So I guess the, uh, the the big takeaway then it sounds like from the trip is don't spend $1,000 on gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I got to like imagine them. Too. I mean if you get a chance. When I went to the campsites, I always tried to talk to everybody there because if you mm-hmm. don't do that, I mean you don't really get the feel of the places that you go. So if you go to a campsite, just start to walk around and just start to talk to people. You know, hey, what's going on? Where are you from? And, and, it, and uh, you know, usually it turns into like a party anyway. You know, you bring over a beer. They got some food. And then it turns into like a party every night. So it's good. People are shooting shotguns in the air. Shotgun. I, uh, you know, I'm going to want your beer. And I have a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like from your ride report that you ran into a whole crap load of other like ADV riders and stuff doing this trip. Oh, it's oh yeah, it's like the great uh, the migration of GSs up there. Every year. <laughs> I mean, they're just they're just all over the road. They go up there to breed. <laughs> they go up there and they bang, and then they come back. <laughs> And then they make little F six fifties, and that's right. you know, you know yeah, how your V Strom killed all those butterflies. But all you the think KLRs there's like semis too, I mean. up there with GSs plastered all over their grill? <laughs> yeah, one guy got killed on his way up. Did you see that too? Maybe like no. three weeks after I got mm-hmm. back, a guy flew over from Scotland on a tour, and he's going up uh, the Hall Road, and oh, I think I did see that crashing, and he, I mean, he ended up getting killed. Uh, the wife uh, survived though. She was on the back of the bike. So it is oh. kind of dangerous, I mean, but I mean, there are some big potholes up there. So I don't. But I'm you did sure. on an FJR, so. Sure, it'll be easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Thanks a lot for taking the time to talk to us, John. No problem. I enjoyed really it. I got a bunch of videos and stuff. Just uh, go to the website, johnsalaska.com, and I got all the videos and everything on there, and you can get the full ride report there, too. We'll Thank put you. a link on that on the site. You know, Team Todd or Team Chuck? You're asking Make, me what? Team Todd or Team Chuck, John? Make what? a stand. Make a stand? Yep. Chuck is Chuck. I'll have to go with Chuck. Ha! Ah. Which guy's got the Buell? That's Chuck. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Ha! All right, then. All right. This call is over. Thank you, John. Thanks, Bye. John. Take it easy. That's the thing that really stuck with me is what he said is – uh it doesn't matter the bike. You don't have to get so hung up on mm-hmm. the bike you're going to take. It's not. It's, uh, it's the same advice we're getting from every single person who goes on one of these big trips. Just go. Just go. Just don't, fucking go. Don't worry about you know having the right bike to go off road or to go whatever. Yada, yada, you know, yada. Just just do it. Just go. You know, straps get fucking bungee straps and mm-hmm. just 
tack it on. You don't need the, the Turtec catalog. Let's see. What, uh, speaking of the Turtec catalog. What could we use from the Turtec catalog on a trip the, like this? I'm curious. Indispensable items. Indispensable items. Maybe Turtec has something. Look, there's a t- <laughs> toilet paper hole. What the hell? What? Okay, this isn't what we initially picked out, but look at the okay this okay this is an example of just too much this is the okay the ortlieb 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 t-pack absolutely watertight outdoor toilet paper hanger with unroll function and hanging strap a must for every outdoor enthusiast the paper roll hangs underneath the bag which serves as a cover and protects it from rain Use the adjustable strap to hang it around branches or your neck. <laughs> Toilet paper included. <laughs> Therefore, action ready. I mean, really? Really? You gotta have. Wait, no, wait. So, no, wait, stop, stop. What? What is unroll fe- function? <laughs> is that like a three-year-old who like grabs one end of it and like runs to the other end of the house? <laughs> the other, the or like a cat that hits it, you know, like like what the what? It's a bag. It could hold the cat. I mean, look at it. it's an it's orange an and black bag. Well, it's, yeah, it's an enormous Ortlieb orange and black bag. And, and just get a goddamn Ziploc. No shit. <laughs> or actually, really, if you're going to go on these long tours, baby wipes. Baby wipes. Baby wipes. Baby wipes are great. Another another travel with dad's moment. Dad will always have a box of baby wipes. It's as big as your panniers. <laughs> baby wipes and instant pudding. That's us. Baby. <laughs> but the, the, a fucking toilet paper carrier. Well, now bag. you now you have adventure toilet paper. Adventure ass wipe. Uh, it's too much, right? I mean, come well, on. Well, here's the funny part, too. Is look, look at the picture of the toilet paper below the toilet paper people. We're camping in crazy. It's a field. Yeah, it's a nice field. Yeah, but that's not a, that's not a natural flat field. That's a nice that's manicured a field. field. You know what's on the other it's side of this bikes. picture? If you were able to turn the camera it's around. It's a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> a 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a yard. It's like University of Colorado. <laughs> Oh God! Yep. You know I am. Uh, wow! This isn't what we were going to make fun of. We were going to make fun of like pocket soap or some shit. But no, come no. on! I, toilet paper included? It's action ready. Do you think it's good toilet paper? Or is it adventure toilet paper? Like the crappy <laughs> stuff at like at like gas stations that's really scratchy and like you know kind of like thin and breaks at unopportune moments. So it's adventure. <laughs> You know, surprise! It, baby wipes in a Ziploc. That's what you need. That's that's ba- baby wipes in a Ziploc bag with a roll of TP in it. I mean, for heaven's sakes, the TP uh, doubles as tissues. Yeah, the baby I mean, wipes double as a bath. Wow. I'm, right. You know. Okay, so we go from John, who takes a fucking FJR mm-hmm. to Alaska, yep. to this. Yep. Really? I mean, come on. Yep. You know, I well, on the bright side, our friends at Tuchek also have something that'll be very useful for us: the pocket soaps. <laughs> they bear they bear note because let me tell you here are things that you're totally going to need on your uh, your adventure trip. Okay, you will want pocket body wash. <laughs> Is it Axe brand? Uh, will, will it, no, it doesn't include a loofah either. Um, will it attract the women's? Well, no, it, it, probably not. It'll attract adventure women, and you don't really want oh, to be part of that. What's your name, Mary? <laughs> Mary, I run my own security company. <laughs> <laughs> They've also got pocket conditioning shampoo because there's nothing worse than having your hair not be, you know, properly uh, floofed out in the helmet. Wait, I got to stop you there. Go ahead. Aren't most of the people who are shopping from the Turtec catalog balding? <laughs>
Holy shit, you're right. We're going to get angry letters about oh, it. Oh, here it comes. <laughs> Well, you know, so they want to take really good care of the little hair that they've got left hanging around the back of the head. You know the goodwill toward men I was feeling? Yeah. Totally killed by this toilet paper The toilet holder. paper just ruined it. <laughs> yep. There's pocket hand wash, which is actually kind of useful, except why would you buy the Touratech one? Yeah, why not just get a hand sanitizer there From everywhere? From any, any place yep. ever. Yep. My personal favorite, pocket laundry wash. <laughs> okay. Okay, ready? Ready? Any soap, water, shake, shake, squeeze. Okay, wait, wait. Okay, here you go. Wheelner tip. You can steal the hand sanitizer from your workplace. Hand sanitizer is everywhere. <laughs> steal it. <laughs> They'll replace it. Remember remember the Ziploc bags we said to bring when there's a dispenser in a gas station? Huh? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, guys stick things into those. Okay. I haven't told you my, my bachelor party story, have I? I don't think so. But I do need to tell you one last very important thing to have on the road when you're being adventurous pocket shaving cream because there's nothing i hate worse than getting scruffy when i'm having an adventure i'm having an adventure well oh 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 you know what what this is the answer to your original question aren't most of the guys buying tour tech stuff bald yeah (laughs) good god oh no so apparently you don't need that stuff just go just just go go god no just go no oh no No. You know, I've said before more than once, I like Turretech as a company. But for fuck's sake, I mean. Some of this stuff is quite over the top. Who? Someone is thinking of it as an idea, and then someone else is saying, that's a good idea. Let's do it. You know what they're saying? Is they're saying some chump will buy this because it's adventure. Yeah. Oh, no. They bought the $20,000 bike, they got $10,000 worth of sparkles on it. They need to buy all this crap, stick it on a shelf in their garage because they're never going any fucking place whatsoever. Well, because they just spend all their money on Farkles. They can't just go. Oh. I mean, it, they could just go. They just won't. I mean, they're, this fucker, he's not going to drive past an elephant. He's going to his fucking bar. <laughs> this is making me angry. I'm. I'm you're, you're really heated about I'm, this. I'm, this is. This is. I'm upset. This has hit some sort of strange Chuck chord. This is a uh, angry Chuck. This is yeah. This is angry Chuck. The. Damn you, Turatech. Your toilet paper roll pushed Chuck over the edge. <laughs> the world was in peril due to the toilet paper roll. Oh, God. You know, I don't I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's... Uh... On the bright side, I know what to get you for Christmas. If you get me that toilet paper roll, I'm going <laughs> to use it to strangle you. Oh, I'm going to get someone else to get the it. The last episode of Wheel Nerds would just be you going... <laughs> And I'll be going, I'll be whispering into the mic, go towards the light, Todd. Go towards the light. (laughs) Just go. (laughs) Yeah, just make up your mind and go. (laughs) Oh, God, I don't know. Lordy. Uh, You know what? I don't know why I'm I'm so upset about it. I don't know why it makes me angry. It's, it's, uh... I reckon it's probably because it's 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 keeping it's this this is the attitude that even it work it even works on us in little weird ways you know like, oh yeah we, we can't just go because we gotta you know there's stuff we gotta do and have I mean granted when we do our trips we're usually much less organized than that but yeah we're very disorganized on our trips what do you have uh, do, do, do I think I have something to cook with do you have a do you have a spoon <laughs> we had one spoon so thank God for that yeah between the two of us we were able to camp yes. <laughs> Eating pudding with a fork gets hard at the bottom of the pudding. 
<laughs> you just poke a hole and you suck on it. Oh, good that's idea. Works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, it, to me, it's you know it's what? frustrating. It, yeah, you know what it is. It's I could see the people. I'm I'm envisioning the the people with the resources to just do this kind of mm-hmm. shopping. But then I in my head they just don't go. Yeah, they don't go. And then you know they're the ones who end up angry on the or not angry but look down on you like well you you can't go on blah because you don't have this toilet paper holder <laughs> if you don't have a waterproof toilet you, paper holder you can't be adventurous. yeah you don't you don't fit in the club so the toilet paper holder would be a pretty awesome prize for the uh, the adventure starbucks uh, <laughs> contest actually i think i think that needs to be the prize all right, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna order the toilet paper holder, and that will be the the, the first place prize, prize for the Adventure Starbucks for the, contest for the photo we judge most adventury, most adventure Starbucksy. Yeah, <laughs> and Max, you can't just win again with your Ural friend. It won't work on us this time. You know, if he could get the Ural inside and behind the counter in Starbucks and have the girl sitting in it while making the coffee, I think that would that would be a strong win. That would okay. If only for the difficulty of how the fuck did he get that in, in there? there? Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, the, the euro won't be a shoe in then. Let's put it that right. Way. Exactly. Okay. Yep. It's got to be adventure. It's not. A, it's not a you win button. <laughs> so speaking of bikes that aren't supposed to be taken off road much. Yeah. How about that? Uh, that V-Strom. That's shitty for off road, right? Yeah, that's useless for off road. I didn't nope. at all go over Guardsman Pass today at thirty five miles an hour. No one does that off road. Piss out of the cars. <laughs> I hit one. I hit one really deep pothole, and I'm reasonably certain I got a little error. <laughs> I was I was not expecting that pothole to be there. <laughs> well, you know, I would have found that much more impressive before I saw the R6 going over guardsmen. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Is you see, you'll be going over. You're like, oh, I'm adventure. I'm adventure. And some guy goes by in like a Honda Shadow. You're like, fuck, <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fucky, fuck, fuck, no. Uh, so the this month's issue of Motorcyclist, mm-hmm. I was reading about the new Gleestrom, mm-hmm. and uh, the little tidbit that came out was uh, the ABS on it does not turn off. So exactly it's, like the Wii. Is it like the Wii? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, but, they've had ABS on it for just a couple of years now, right? Three, I think. Three years. Yeah. And it doesn't turn off? Unlike the BMW gives you the option of turning well, it on and off. BMW gives a kind of way of turning it off, which if you've ever ridden with someone on a BMW and gone to dirt, mm-hmm. like... You can, like, you stop and make a sandwich while they turn it off. <laughs> oh, it's not just a button you switch? It's, like, click, click, on, off, flick the switch, turn the thing. It's, like, the series of little, oh. like, dance that they do. I thought they made it easier now with the I, You know, it, it, it could board. very well be. Um, but on the older ones, like John's, yeah. it's, it's definitely, like, a little dance it's he does. It's an operation. It's a little dance. You know, he's pretty quick at it. But, like, he's clearly doing a lot of things uh-huh. when he does it. Uh-huh. Um, with the Weistron, what people would do is they would actually just, uh, they just put a switch in. That wasn't, you know, an aftermarket switch in that just turned off the ABS system. Oh, okay. So it tells the ABS system, everything is fine. (laughs) Move along. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Nothing to see here. It's very much like the thing they do with the the timing retard uh, eliminator. They, uh, They put a little... Basically, a little thing in between the uh, the gear position sensor and the rest of the engine that tells it you are in fourth. Well, it's it's a thing Ben Kenobi did to the stormtroopers. Yeah, it's the same kind of idea. Yeah, we're in fourth. Everything's cool. <laughs> Move along. Move along. <laughs> you don't you don't need to monkey with the fuel map. Just give it the standard full fuel map. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so. cool. Well, you know, they were saying I I'm not sure if they got these numbers from their ass or from Suzuki, but they were estimating like 3% off-road use of these bikes. It's motorcycle. I can tell you. It's motorcyclist. I can tell you very strongly guess as to where they got that from. <laughs> that, 
that said, you know, three percent. I don't know. It's probably about how much my feast drums off road. Yeah, it's probably it, less than that actually. You know, that guy I saw in the blue and white striped tank top wasn't taking his V-Strum off-road, I'm pretty sure. No, probably yeah. not. Yeah. Probably not. But, you know, I got to tell you, that uh, that that's that 3% is what I built the bike for, though. Because I got a touring bike, and when we want to go to a campsite, we go up the road to a campsite. Speaking up the roads to the campsite, my next bike mm. is starting to, t- to take shape after talking to with, uh, Mike at BMW. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm starting to think a lot more seriously about the Scrambler now instead yeah. of the ST. Did you ride one? Not yet. Uh, I didn't make it to, out to their demo truck. Okay. But, you know, I, I didn't ride a, a Euro ST either, but I was thinking mm-hmm. pretty hard about those. Yeah. Um, well, if you're looking for something more off-roading, the Scrambler is going to give you better characteristics mm-hmm. just by being a little taller and a little better ground clearance mm-hmm. and not quite as big a whale. Yeah. And the dealer support is it's there. Yeah. Versus, you it's know, an excellent point. Well, you know, but if I bought the Euro ST, I'd have you. Well, yeah. <laughs> dealer, dealer support in a Euro ST consists of a friend in the Euro sidecar falling. You'd be like, I broke my back wheel. Can you help? <sighs> Take my spare. <laughs> God damn it. You know, when I was tweeting about it on our, our Twitter, mm-hmm. um, James from The Pace yep. uh, sent the reply back. He, he was saying, you know, why don't you take a look at the Royal Enfield? Uh, yeah. Well, I, I told you about it. You made the, the beer stink face. Well. <laughs> and James was like, what the hell, man? He rides a, a, a Russian. No, I ride... Uh, I read a Russian knockoff of a German bike that was pretty much the best, most reliable bike of its era and remains quite tank-like in terms of the actual engine parts. It has Italian electronics. It has Japanese braking systems. It has Japanese... Um, you got to see... I wish it, you could see him right now, folks. He's ah, like... He's hunched for... He's got I, his I, serious face on. It's... it's I, I ride the United Nation of bike. It has German gears in the front of it, like Herzog precision machine gears. What I've got is I've got a classic machine with updated important parts, and all the good classic parts that worked fine before aren't changed. We've gone from Angry Chuck to Stern Todd. Yes. <laughs> the Enfield, conversely, is really unchanged. And we mean that in a not especially good way. Mm-hmm. And it's very expensive. I don't know if you've looked at how much it costs. I haven't. I haven't because there's no dealer around that sells yeah, right. one. It's prohibitively expensive. Okay. The engine design is as good as ever, which is to say not very. That that Those old British parallel twins, everybody thought they were cool at the time because they were better than the shitty Japanese parallel twins. Keep in mind, this is the bike that Purple Rain, the GS750, mm-hmm. destroyed. The market for Royal Enfields and Triumphs and stuff like that, these parallel twins, was destroyed by the shittiest UJM ever. <laughs> the Honda CV750 with a single crappy disc in front and a drum in back, and it annihilated them. I wow. mean, just wiped them from the face of the earth. They were not that good bikes. <laughs> the Ural, conversely, had a place. It had a purpose. It's mm-hmm. a tractor. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a slow, powerful, torquey tractor. Mm-hmm. These Enfields and these, these, oh, God. They're, Please don't say Scrambler. The old Scrambler was different. It's okay. not the same. No, uh, the, the, this, this new Scrambler is a new bike well, and it's retro ge- clothes. Exactly. It's retro clothes on a genuinely new bike. So, you know, you're, you're buying something there. There's there's yeah. a value proposition. I don't see the value proposition in the Royal Enfield other than, hey, it's just like those old bikes that you remember that were cool. <laughs> yeah, until the bikes that you think were lame now came and destroyed their market. Right. Brutalized them. Took their lunch money. The funny thing I remember from the Scrambler marketing, um, it stuck with me, mm-hmm. is uh, fuel injectors or fuel injection system made to look like carburetors. 
<laughs> that is pretty funny. Yeah. They're selling a modern bike that's gussied up to look like it's older. Yeah. Older sibling. Well, you know, if you're looking for the look. And Which, yeah, that's kind of what I'm going for. And if that's what you're going for, having a modern bike under that is a fairly attractive notion because, you know, it's a fucking fuel-injected bike. Like, you don't need to do shit to it. Right. On the other hand, works. I, I won't be able to fix it with a rock. Well, there is that. So, and then there's there's an argument to be made both ways. But you know, I'm going back the other way, I'll, I'll get the what looks to. Be, I mean, we've got friends that go to that dealership, and they are all really happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my sense is you can count on pretty good support from there. So, yeah, I'm afraid if I go back, if I show my face at that dealership again, anytime in the near future, there will be a giant bear trap waiting for me mm-hmm. in the front door. Yep. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Especially yeah. if I pull up on the M50. Oh, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Come in. Come in. <laughs> Roll out the scrambler. <laughs> squeak, squeak. We've, we've taken the liberty of filling out your paperwork. <laughs> I'll be like, why do you know my social security number? <laughs> no, no, no. Just just sign it. It's, it's cool. fine. The pen poked me. I'm bleeding. Is it? No, no. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Just go go ride the thing and see if it's you know more exciting than see see if we just ruined it by riding the triples first last time. I'm thinking that's what it was. You know, we, we you ride the street, you ride the tri- and the, the speed. Oh my god, just, they're, they're phenomenal. They're, they're two of the coolest <laughs> bikes you can get. Right. Period. And sentence. I mean, the street would be a contender if you I needed something like that. Well, no, just if I if I wasn't kind of set in my head that what I wanted was sort of a retro, I want to go from the cruiser mm-hmm. to sort of a vintage. Sure. Because I'm, I'm leading that trend. I'm setting it right now. Yep. Vintage bikes are the b- next big thing. Oh, people are going to just fall all over the Ural. Yeah. Yeah. The Ural. Not that they don't for <laughs> Yeah. Anymore. I'm not sure what – someone could set themselves I won't on. actually be able to drive anywhere. <laughs> I'll just be stuck in the driveway my entire life. Hey, is that a girl? I really, I really need to go to the grocery store. You know what would be bad? Instead of being surrounded by riders, you're going to be surrounded by poser douchebags. Great. <laughs> just what the world needs. Yeah, I need to go ride it. Um, I would have. I mean, this weekend, it probably would have happened if the dealer hadn't closed at 2 o'clock on Saturday. What? In celebration of Labor Day. Oh, okay. Since they're you know they're closed Monday anyway, as that's their normal sure, weekend. Yeah. So they, so they really, okay. Yeah, we'll give you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was more like we want to go have fun instead. Well, you know, there's the Chuck Dirtbag effect. Could be they're just cooler than you. Oh. <laughs> uh, they're not cooler than me. They're not so how was that? How was the ride with the noobs? That was cool. So yeah, Sunday we we uh, we did the noob ride. Me and Claire. Claire was on his. Uh, Triumph Tiger, mm-hmm. um, which uh, he's going to give me a, a test ride on to dispel your bad review of it. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. We'll see how it goes. Um, we had a guy on a speed triple who was not a noob. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. he had. I think he had the hardest time of all of us because uh, our two noobs were on a Ninja 250 and a Ninja 500. And then we had a guy on an HD bagger of some model. I, don't, I, don't, mm-hmm. I didn't look close. Um, and the 250 was still in its break-in. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Even Claire was having to haul it back. <laughs> Not that it was hard for Claire to haul it back because for some reason, Claire found every slow moving vehicle on the road to get behind. <laughs> He's got skills. Yeah, it was crazy. We got behind two trucks, both of them pulling boats. I, I actually blame Jeff. 
Because I went on the trip with Claire and Jeff. Okay. And we, we went to Colorado, and this was back when Claire had the Vulcan and I had the Volusion. We, yep. that, was the, that was the trip after which both Claire and I went and bought Mustang seeds. <laughs> but so we, we get out there, and we meet Jeff in Colorado, and Jeff hits every red light in every – and, you know, like there's these there's huge stretches of nothing, and there's some little shithole town with like three traffic lights. Jeff will hit every red light in every town we went to. And I think he gave Claire the disease. It, it was bad. We got behind two trucks, both of them pulling boats. One of them pulled over. Oh, that's good. And the other one purposely didn't. Asshole. <laughs> Go, and this is going up East Canyon. So we went up the switchbacks of East Canyon behind a boat. Dun, da, dun, da, 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 da. It gave me a chance to watch the noobs. And it was, uh-huh. uh, you know, they, they were doing what noobs do. You, you don't look enough. You don't lean enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they were uh, they were both competent riders. Okay. For, yeah. you know, their skill, skill level, experience level. Sure. You know, I'd, I'd like to ride more with those guys. They, cool. they were good folks. They were all appropriately geared up. Good deal. Looking like uh, the Power Rangers. I expect nothing better from our students. <laughs> <laughs> so I think one of them was Claire's and one of them was mine. Um, sure. One was definitely Claire's. Yeah. Because he was kind of nervous with riding with Claire. <laughs> and Claire, man, oh, my God, dude, it was in total rider coach mode. Yeah, it's he, he gets that way when he's leading a it group was, of unknown noobs. It was funny. I mean, you, I, didn't, you didn't notice it when he was in Durango, too, that both he and I were, like, on, like, warpath mode. Like, you stand there. Get going. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, he was worse than Durango. Wow. He was doing the voice. Oh, he okay. Was, the whole nine he yards. had, like... Our writer briefing in the beginning was I I was well I I think he <laughs> frankly I think he went in there a little nervous well Just, yeah it's, it's a lot of unknowns too well a lot of unknowns and one guy on a fast bike and yeah you know, two total noobs like. If it was just two total noobs, that would be one thing. If it was just another guy in a fast bike, that would be one thing. The combination of the two in the same group is mm-hmm. that's beginning to get a little dicey. I was surprised I mean. with the the ride order we did. You know. Yeah. Um, Claire and I worked out ahead of time. He'd lead. I'd sweep. Sure. And I kind of figured this, the triple would go next, and he would at some point just lap Claire just and go. To, just go, yeah. He stayed in the middle between the two noobs. Interesting. Didn't bat an eye. Huh. Okay. Huh? Oh, yeah, and everyone was English. Oh, okay. I just can't get away from They're like falling out of goddamn sky now. I can't get away from the English. <laughs> Used to be the only English people I knew were transgender. Now it's everybody. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, wait, did I spoil Charlie's secret? I, 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 I don't know if you told anyone about that. That yet. was just a picture of his sister, man. I know it looks just like Charlie. But... <laughs> well, Sunday I was down at a wedding, getting, uh, getting, working my way into a really impressive hangover. <laughs> Pretty sure I was sweating booze on the way home. Uh, you know, well, you know, it was cool. We, w- we went uh, through East Immigration. Mm-hmm. We went to Taggart's for lunch. And uh, on the way back, Claire was like, okay, you know, we've done the ride. We're going to go back through East Canyon. I'm going to cut loose a little bit. I'll probably break away from you guys and, and just have fun up through East Canyon on my own. Then he promptly got behind the truck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the worst. There's, there's no good place to pass in there either. Like, uh-uh. Once you're behind your track, you're just screwed. Uh-uh. You just settle in. <laughs> and uh, he ended up breaking off at Immigration in East. Yeah, yeah. He went t- toward 80, and mm-hmm. we ended up going up Immigration. And I got in front, and I was just like, well, I'm just going to have my fun now. And I did. <laughs> I pulled over at the top of immigration to wait. <laughs> yep. Uh, and you know, Jason on the on the triple stayed with the noobs. Cool. He uh, yeah. he swept up behind him. I think I think he was sweeping. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was fine. And it wasn't until we got to Wasatch, a traffic light where we broke up some more. And it was me and Jason at the light. He looks over at me, and Jason. <laughs> <clears throat> Jason is a hooligan. 
Oh, really? In sheep's clothing. I see. <laughs> There's a reason he bought that triple. He's like, well, now the noobs are gone. <laughs> I, can, I don't have to be polite anymore. <laughs> yeah. Let's he, dance. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I yeah, he went. Mm-hmm. I was just like, wow. I, I tried. You know, I I I have no practice at banging through the gears like that, uh-huh. <laughs> so I couldn't. But man, that triple made it look easy. You don't you don't do the uh, how fast can I get to the speed limit game? Uh no. Well, I do, but I don't do it. No, I don't do it the way that triple did it. I'm not even well, sure he shifted. <laughs> well, in terms of second gear, it probably goes to 90 miles an hour. Yeah. You know, I was banging really hard through the Bugles gears. Mm-hmm. I That triple just just went. Well, mm-hmm. that's what it's supposed to do. It did. That wow. Generally, the purpose of speed triples, go very fast. Very fast, very short amount of time, distance. Mm-hmm. He had mm-hmm. to haul it down pretty damn fast. I don't know how fast he got. But man, real good guys. Uh, cool. I think you'd like riding with them. All right. And I know, hear it. I like... I like riding with noobs because, you know, I'm not that far removed from yeah. from that spot. Well, it, it, the ones I really hate riding with are the people who've got, like, something to prove. Like, that that to me sucks all the fun out of a ride. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah. that's not what I'm – I'm thinking of noobs who are, like, they want to ride. Yeah, people they're, – They're riding to ride. They're yeah. not riding to, to meet something. Yeah, it's not necessarily the, the noobness even. It's just the attitude that right. they come with. exactly, yeah. Because, you know, I want to keep talking to these guys and, and give them what I think are the, the kind of things you, you know, gear, mm-hmm. the way you ride, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, really talk that up. Well, this guy in a Ninja 250 I rode with all the time back in the day. <laughs> He's my faster than me now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you're faster than me. I don't think we've ever really gone for it in a while. Uh, I broke been. through a couple plateaus recently, and I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure where I am anymore because I can't go that fast anymore. Yeah. Like I, I'm far beyond what I can actually do on the street and live. There, there's a part. There, there's there's a limit now to where I can go and yeah. not feel scared for yeah. stuff I can't control, like mm-hmm. totally wildlife. Yeah. Cars. Speaking of cars. Cars. Last time I was in California, I saw this commercial. They have this whole motorcycle safety campaign going with, mm-hmm. you know, drivers seeing cars. And sure. There's this, this commercial, which really struck me as being uh, not something you'd see. Oh, this is the one that's just like the uh, the British commercial where the car driver looks and he looks kinda and he looks. just goes. Kinda, he kind of half-assed looks and the motorcycle T-bones him. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, that seems pretty violent for what i expect to see what i've seen in you know these safety commercials usually mm-hmm. it's like look for motorcycles la, la, la. well it was it, the, the commercial was originally in britain you know it was mm-hmm. reversed in the opposite direction but the same theory held and it was hugely successful there you know because it is so i mean it, it's shocking it I, is it's, it's, it's like, very shocking much more than the first what time I you expect. watch it it's holy shit yeah yeah so you know it, it's it, i was only kind of half watching it when it first popped up and mm-hmm. i was like ah but that's the reality of it. Yeah. Car drivers, car drivers don't look and make a turn, and motorcyclist, you know, is either yep. too Doesn't, close already, yeah. or you know, too fast. If, even if he's on his brakes, or you know, yep. He, wow, it's a pretty effective commercial. What's funny? California's been doing this campaign for a few years. Mm-hmm. Like their highway signs, instead of having, if they don't have road conditions to report, they'll typically say something like, "Look twice for motorcyclists." Okay, right. Um, Pay attention. Right. Except recently, now they say look twice for highway workers because apparently they are in peril as well. Well, I, I'm <laughs> getting a trend here of people not paying any fucking attention while driving. Right. And it makes California drivers angry. There's angry letters <laughs> to to uh, the highway patrol about, you know, it, it's not their problem. 
I'm in a giant cage. It's not my problem. Right. I'm fine. He'll just bounce off. Fuck I've him. got a roll cage. Fucker ought to drive a car if you want to be safe. Yeah, get in a minivan, douche. <laughs> get an H3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of weird, right? It's... Oh yeah. Well, how, how dare they? How dare they ask me to behave responsibly with my vehicle? Jerks. Yep. All right. Let's talk about someone who isn't a douchebag. Franca. Franca, who we heard last week, who got out on the S one thousand R. Apparently, she's in love with this bike. She she likes this <laughs> bike a lot, and every time every time she talks about it, there's this. She has the same thing in her voice I have when I talk about the speed triple, and Ruth then looks at me and goes, "No." <laughs> like I totally recognize that tone. Yep. So I guess she got one as a loner, and she's got a little story about yeah. the bike and altitude. <laughs> yes. Apparently, bikes are uh, vulnerable to uh, altitude sickness. So let's uh, let's hear about it. This is episode number two on the BMW S thousand RR. What not? to do with it. This is a highly hypothetical story that involves some Swiss Alpine passes, hate, and a new medical condition. We're going to make a few assumptions, I repeat, highly hypothetical ones, and see where the story goes. Let's imagine a very competent rider, let's name her F, for instance, who had to bring her bike into the shop for maintenance. As a replacement bike, while hers is in the shop, she gets an S1000RR to play around with. Let's assume our highly competent rider had ridden the RR on the tracks the other weekend and had since been toying around with the idea of getting one with an occasion to test it on the road. There's a nice triangle of three Swiss Alpine passes that link together, the first of which is called Grimsel Pass. The names of the other ones are totally irrelevant as the story will never get past the first one. Let us further assume the weather was lousy and it was raining and there was fog hanging on the mountains. But she thought, what the hell? After all, that thing has a rain mode. Now here's where the hate comes in. Swiss Alpine passes are high. And what happens at great hate? Right, the oxygen level gets low. People pass out when they go up the mountains. Now, this must have been a particularly flatlander RR, because it passed out. Right there on the pass, it lost consciousness while going at about 50 miles per hour. It had totally nothing to do with our very competent, highly hypothetical rider raft going at speeds that weren't healthy on a cold, foggy, wet road high on the mountains. No, no, no. After I picked the bike out, up and found it would still go, I started a long way home. Insurance will pay for it, and I don't have a scratch, luckily. Actually, ten minutes into the ride back home, that grin was back on my face. It's just an incredible bike. Now here's two possible assumptions from this story. One, I'm too stupid for that bike, and it should be ridden strictly on the tracks. Number two, I fell once with every bike that I've owned. Hmm, see the point? If I buy it, it will be the safest bike in the world because I've already crashed it. I'll let you know occasionally what decision I came to. Other than that, I will take credit for the description of altitude sickness, its proper term being hypobaropathy in a motorbike. A new medical condition. Okay, I had to listen to it twice because I wasn't sure if she actually meant it was her or the bike that... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, if it was the hypothetical rider or the bike that went... The hypothetical rider, F. Yeah. <laughs> that went... Steve. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, she, she said she was uh, going at not the best speed, not, yeah. not the safest speed. I'm sure yeah. she was riding at the posted limit. Posted limit. limit. <laughs> Swiss authorities are like, mm-hmm, F. Uh, <laughs> probably she just got confused with miles and kilometers, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. it's easy, easy yeah, to do, yeah, yeah, do yeah. that. <laughs> but it doesn't sound like it's going to stop her from getting one. I see one in her future. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think she's she's got a she's got an emerging problem. Yeah, because it doesn't sound like she has the same sort of safety break that you do there. <laughs> I don't think there's anyone to tell her no. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, this is way too much fun. No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, I think one's in her in her future. I hope yep. she sends us pictures when she, uh, when she does. Definitely. And I hope it breeds better than our loner bike. One hopes so. <laughs> so yeah, let's do some listener email. Cool. So Jay writes, I found this Harley dealer who still apparently supports the Buell movement. And he sent a picture of it to us. Yeah. This is a, a, they're hanging the Buell sign out front. Yep. Out in front. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yeah. They could just be too cheap to pay to have the sign taken down. That's a possibility too, actually. I think the the dealer here in town, the West Valley one, still has their Buell sign out. Oh, and they just haven't bothered to get a ladder out. Yeah. To pay someone to get rid of it, (laughs) throw a rock through it or something. (laughs) And Jay's also part of Team Me, which I think is an acceptable answer. We'll allow it. Pansy. (laughs) Take a stand. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I've I've seen a lot of the the HD dealers that have Buell signs still have them just because it's too much trouble. Too much trouble to get on the damn ladder. Yeah. Well, then again, I'm thinking of like guys who own the Harley dealerships and a lot of them seem pretty – Pretty hefty guys, you know. <laughs> maybe maybe they just have like an old wooden ladder. Uh, too high. Uh, uh, sleepy. <laughs> they go back inside and they make the fatty grunt. They get back out of the fridge. Hungry. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> no one no one buys those anyway. I need a I need a pie. <laughs> oh. Also I have a correction to make from last week's that's not, not, not a correction. I have an addendum to make from last week's podcast where I was talking about the Buell Rally. Mm-hmm. And uh, three performance awards were handed out to deserving riders on the loop. Yeah. Ed, or Sofa King Ed, wanted me to point out that one of them was his. Okay. All right. Our next email comes from Harry Seward again. <laughs> I think he's just – he's going to keep writing until I actually s- – slip and say the word i think that's what he's shooting for here each week yeah okay anyways he writes i found your podcast after those distressed guys mentioned you on the pace distressed weird and weirder descriptions of the pace they're distressed they're wacky they're zany i don't know i don't know listening to the same podcast we are because they sound pretty normal to me uh i do, do feel like you two may be better prepared to answer my question than them motorcyclists are a strange bunch when it comes to clothing with that being said is it more of a fashion issue to wear chaps on a sport bike with or without ass or to wear a cool sport type leather jacket whose name does not match the brand or model of the bike well, this is an interesting question because, first off, if your chaps have an ass, they're called pants. <laughs> so that would be the weirdest. It's possible you just haven't slid on the street enough yet. Mm, could be. Or haven't experienced the exciting world of uh, wet crotch with chaps. You know, I'm going to take a stand right now with mm-hmm. the issue to chaps mm-hmm. and say only women should be wearing them. Think so? Yeah. I don't think they belong on a guy I, unless you're on a horse. I, I own a pair of them, and I will say they are better than nothing. Um, they are not as good as a good pair of riding pants because of the aforementioned you will have a wet crotch. That is nowhere near as fun as it sounds. Did you pee yourself? No, it rained a little. Oh, okay. I I just don't think dudes should wear them. 
Yeah. Yeah, unless you're on a horse. Unless you're an actual uh, cowboy. Okay. Fair enough. If you're a cowboy, yeah, okay, you can wear chaps. If you're moseying cows, you're punching sheep, whatever. <laughs> Cowboys, yes. Chaps. Okay. All right. All right. If you're just a dude riding a bike, no. No chaps. No chaps. Chaps are right Fucking out. wear the leather pants or, you know, armor pants or something. Don't mm-hmm. don't fucking do chaps. Yeah, so so you're coming down firmly on the, the chaps is, uh, is the, the bigger fashion emergency. Yeah, because if you end up sliding on your ass, they're not going to do you any good. I think it's going to depend on where you are, too. Yeah. Well, because if you were to go to, say, if you remember at the Kickstand Club and you showed up for the Kickstand Club. Now, in fairness, if you showed up for the Kickstand Club in chaps, you'd be laughed at. Laughed at. Yeah. But if you show up for the Kickstand Club in a bike that, in it, with a bike that doesn't match your jacket or vice versa, uh, that's trouble. I don't know. I, I could see, you know, you see a lot of guys on, on metric cruisers that wear Harley jackets. Yeah, that's true. But I'm talking, you know. Sport bike. Like if you show up. To Kickstand oh. Club. Where, yeah, you, uh, show up on a Suzuki wearing a Ducati jacket. Right, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's a big deal. Yeah. I think you're right. I I think, think I think I'm going with the chaps. Yeah. You know what? If, you sh- if you're a chick and you show up in tight pink chaps at the Kingston Club, you're in. Yo, yeah. Well, I reckon so. Yeah. So just don't get on the back of any of the bikes there. Well, it's not like they're if going like anywhere. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> it's like they're going to Don't go. get on the back of the bike there because you'll overbalance it. <laughs> you might scuff the wax job on it. <laughs> Squeaky. Yeah. Chaps on girls, yes. On men, no. That's Chuck's position. Fair enough. Yeah. Totally coming in chaps next time we record. So get, guys, don't send us pictures of you and chaps. I don't want to see them. Don't forget, though. Don't give them ideas. <laughs> don't forget about our adventure, uh, adventure Starbucks, Starbucks. Yeah, contest, where you know we want to see you, your bike in near as much as much Starbucks as you can manage. Which, yep. you know, the closer you can get to actually buying and collecting it on the bike, the better. Yeah, you know what I want to see? I want to see a barista in chaps. That could be cool. <laughs> adventure, <laughs> an, an adventure prize. <laughs> oh man, what have you learned, Todd? Wow. What have I learned this whole season, for that matter? Oh, yeah. Should we do that? This is the end of season. Yeah. What's your big end of season? I think the big end of season lesson is that anything is better when it's adventure. And also, (laughs) more ridiculous. (laughs) Okay. I've learned we have really cool listeners. Mm. And you can't spend $1,000 a day on On gas gas. (laughs) in Canada. (laughs) Wheel Nerds pro tip for the the season. Holy crap. Don't spend $1,000 on gas. You know, if you're going to be mailing yourself caches to to Alaska, I think you just mail yourself 10-gallon cans of gas. (laughs) Starting to sound like it. Fuck the MREs, man. You can (laughs) shoot a bear and eat it. All right, well, that's it for this week and this season. So we'll be back with you next season. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you in a few weeks. If you listen to us on iTunes, please write a review for us so that we can get some more exposure and hits. Thanks. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheel Nerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.